engine still purring Copping boss plates like I never feel nourished I'm still nervous, though demeanor heroic Next to city lights, books, blowing weed with a poet Stoic, though it's loud when I'm round to debate Kept my presence felt proud since 2008 Take two, wave through, buy an ounce and escape Seven plane tickets printed, meet me down there at eight uh, shit, I playing tickets for some fly niggas Heard my name, the little thing, wanna ride with me Took a sip and now she buzz, she wanna vibe with me She like the game, the boy's son and cars 550 I don't gotta buy fits, I design plenty If I don't like one line, I don't sign any Unless it's on the bill, then I'm gracious with tip I got a phone call, I'ma have to take in the whip Yeah, six seat of whip, double park, still purring If I call twice, pick it up, shit's urgent If I call one, shit, call me back later My watch got smaller when the bag got greater yeah, six See the whip, double park, still purring. If I call twice, pick it up, shit's urgent. If I call one, shit, call me back later. My watch got smaller when the bag got greater. something just a little bit different you know it's a whole lot going on right now but y'all can calm down though y'all can because we about to change the game <laughs> can you feel that Cause I said I might just have to pass through and let him hear some shit that's pretty fast. From Spade to King T, this is where it's at, nigga. Making million dollar deals at a checker table. And my nephew's gonna be the youngest niggas with a record label. I'm the only nigga that promised to show up with more talent than any nigga. And I didn't want to blow up. I shine like glitter cause I'm natural. If on the first night I hit it, then that's a hoe. And I gotta stay away. You can never be mine. Yo nigga, he got you on layaway, bitch. We about to change the game. <laughs> Feel me as we change the game. One time, let me just change the game. It ain't about your money, nigga. Change the game, bitch. It ain't about your pussy, hoe. Change the game. Come on, Willow, we need to change the game. Flip it real, nigga. Change the game. We gotta do it, nigga. Change the game. Check it out. Can I get a rum and coke? Cause the Keith smoke made a nigga hum and choke. Blazing days. Now put me on the stage and I'll change the game in major ways. Getting wild like a fucking horse. With enough momentum to change the whole motherfucking course. All I need, nigga, is a crew to point. And I'll make a statement only on a brew and a joint. No joke. Cause growing up dirty, hungry, and broke. Don't mean I gotta be dirty, hungry, and broke. Dude, I made a way out of no way. And y'all can't too. Cause it's a whole lot of legal shit that y'all can do. And fuck the media. Keep on stepping. Yeah, I said it where your past at. Who you know here? Where you headed? Only show us when we're doing bad. When we in the mud, I break that motherfucker. Camera. Now fuck them niggas, we about to change the game Hell yeah, let them know we finna change the game Pardon me for being mad, but I'm changing the game Yeah, and that's the real shit, changing the game I'm tired of the stress and niggas changing the game Can't touch it, learn a lesson, niggas change the game Stop fucking up the music, niggas change the game Don't play with it, nigga. use it, niggas change the game 
bird. My nigga help me change the game. Hell yeah. Chevy line, product, dog, we the realest. Hit the gang with a twist. Now the label us the illest. More advanced than that whack, nigga punching the legs. After balancing option, I'ma show you who's next. Ain't a room in the core for cowards who can't ride. Ate up the dick, left the balls on the side. About to take a trip to Neptune. Everybody on the road. If you ain't loyal to the camp, nigga, hell no. We about to change the game in many ways. Dollar signs, attitudes, dog in the real way. Condos to skyscrapers with my name on the desk. Big CEO, rider from the black tech. If it wasn't for Dave looking out, your nigga Johnny be on the corner looking burnt out. That's what it pays to appreciate things. Put a nigga in position to change the whole game. What? I'm a. Bet your money, I'm a. Yeah, nigga, I'm a. Me and Quick about to do it, nigga. Realism with the fluid, nigga. Come on, you niggas spill it, nigga. Cause we gon' take it to the limit, nigga. Y'all niggas about to feel it, nigga. Cause we gon' take it to the limit, nigga. Y'all niggas about to feel it, nigga. Cause we gon' take it to the limit, nigga. Y'all niggas about to feel it, nigga. Cause we gon' take it to the limit, nigga. Cause y'all niggas about to feel it, nigga. Cause we gon' take it to the limit, nigga. Cause y'all niggas about to feel it, nigga. Cause we gon' take it to the limit.
What's up, everybody? This is the Archivist here with the final hour on Mutiny Radio. You can contribute to Mutiny Radio by donating to our GoFundMe page, located on our website, pcor.org. And you can also donate to Mutiny Radio through our Venmo tag, at Mutiny Radio. We appreciate all the listeners and support out there keeping the lights on here in the studio for us to keep playing the best music, news, comedy, and more right here on Mutiny Radio. Tonight, got a special guest on the air. We're going to have super producer Brycon in the studio later. We'll be talking about some of his different albums he's dropped in the past year or so. He's got a lot of work. We'll be playing some of those records as well and getting into some more unreleased stuff hopefully later on. I'm going to start us off there playing a few records. At the top of the hour, I played Change the Game, DJ Quick, off the Balance and Options album. And then I just heard some Matthew Larkin Cassell, All I'm Missing Is You. Shout out to uh, Fest One and Double K sampling that one right there. This is some brand new uh, El Michel's Affair right now. They just dropped a new album called uh, Yeti Season. This track's called Lesson Learned. One of the dopest bands out right now. Got some more rare records and new stuff coming up. And uh, keep it locked for Brycon later on. You're you're tuned into the final hour on Muni Radio.
now a word from our sponsor. Chances of rain. You're not supposed to come on smiling if the people don't know what you're smiling at. Well, if we were... You want to show? Go ahead and show them what you're smiling. Yeah, it's, at. it's late. It's late.
Will you guys just slow it down and make it funky? All right, that was just some 24 karat black with the food stamps. Before that, the Mahavishnu Orchestra, you know, you know. Then played you some brand new Floating Points and Ferris Sanders. They just dropped this new album together called Promises, featuring the London Symphony Orchestra. Really amazing album. Go run that shit. New Ferris Sanders. A rare event. That, uh, Nate, that's my avant-garde reggae air horn for Pharaoh Sanders. Yeah, no, give that man all his flowers. Um, will look resplendent in the flowers you give him. If y'all haven't figured it out now, I'm chopping it up with the one and only Brycon hey. here on the air. This man has been on a crazy tear in the last year, dropping album after album, working with various cats from the Bay to the world. Um, thanks for coming to the show, man. Hey, Nate. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. You it's know. Been, uh, been a long time coming. Right on. Well, I'm a fan of the show. It's great to be here. So I'm just, uh, I want to thank you in advance. Thank you in advance for what <laughs> sure to be a... Uh, deep dive, deep dive into whatever we're going to talk about. What's that deep? We got a lot of stuff, but um, first I wanted to talk about your most recent record. They just dropped this pat earlier this month at the top of the top of the month. Music for indoor cats with Il Sugi. Yes, really a dope album. It's a split tape between. Ilsugi from Tokyo, Japan, and Brycon. And uh, one of the things I really did want to ask you about was um, talking about this SF Japan hip hop connection. And if you could, you know, kind of talk a little bit about that and give some insight to, like, and then maybe, I mean, just like talk about how you, how did you first meet Ilsugi and, uh, get to you know working and knowing about some of the music coming out of there okay i think i have a two-part answer for this sort of two-part question so um you know i'm i'm not being that i'm not uh from san francisco you know i'm from north carolina but i've been here since 2005 and from even from north carolina i was kind of aware of the the connection because our distributor trc when i first had a label in like 2000 something huh um they sold a ton of our records to japan and i think in talking to those guys and kind of like looking at the other artists that were on our distributor i was like these dudes are going you know clearly like selling a lot of records there and these you know these stores are dedicating like I mean, overseas it can be really interesting seeing like how underground and indie artist is treated because the the level playing field is it's actually exists like in what a major label can do to give its artists like an entirely different fucking platform here is it's, it doesn't really apply the same way because there's not payola and maybe you know fans are more used to supporting the 
the underground. But yeah, these guys have big ass displays, and I saw like yeah, DVDs and shit of like Living Legends, and I'm trying to think of who else, but we'll just stick with that for now. You know, going no, that to makes sense. going to Japan, doing yeah. crazy shows, and then they had a uh, they had like sort of a tangential but Japanese member, Arata, right? Uh. And I think there's probably other some good examples from underground crews, but then you have like the connection with the just like the DJ scene, and you know you have like, I mean the two things are pretty close, right? I mean, and New York has the same thing, but you have you know Japanese collectors and DJs making the connection with the artists, you know. So um, there was a little bit of a blueprint for it, and then you know Ilsugi comes here, whatever, like once a year to do some record digging and you know drink some malt liquor and fuck around, eat some pizza, you know, whatever. But uh, we connected on a couple trips that he had taken out here. And, you know, definitely been, like, passing music back and forth. You know, I was, like, had some beats he had sent for, for people. and um, He just, like, I proposed the idea in, in March or April, you know. So I was excited to do it. Uh, I'm definitely a big fan of his music, and I thought it'd be, like, a challenge, you know, to try and – try and step up and like bring a a body of work that I thought could stand with, with, you know, some of his shit. And so, yeah. So what was the concept behind that with like having to be a split tape as opposed to like, did y'all ever talk about maybe like actually like, you know, working on songs together or have, have you like made some beats together? We, I sent him some samples. He, you know, he wanted to like do some collaborative beats Kind of like as like a bonus at the end of the tape. Okay. Um, But they didn't come together. I mean, there was, I guess, that didn't happen, but like a lot of stuff shifted as far as the content and, and, and body of the of the tape. You know, like we both had a batch of beats at the beginning that didn't end up on there, like because they got, you know, given to this artist or got moved onto this project or just got cut and replaced. So it changed over time, and I think somewhere in the, Somewhere in there, too, we kind of forgot we were going to make a few collaborative joints. So I think it would have been cool to do that. And also maybe, like, you know, to have it be, like, more of a back-and-forth thing. You know what I mean? Rather than it being just, like, A-side, B-side. But hopefully we get an opportunity to do something else and have some collaborative shit, but also go back and forth. So Yeah, because listen to the album. It flows through really well. Like, if you didn't know, I'd say, like, it would be kind of hard to tell, like, you know, Ilsugi or the Brycon side, but um, I think we were both trying to do our best impersonation of the other. Right, that's a and, and I know what like Ilsugi likes about my shit too. So uh, I was like, well, I'll make this one like that, but also like I was trying to like you know use the four hundred four, which is definitely a big part of his sound, and I did more like filtering and downgrading, and also try to keep it kind of like loopy and off kilter, which I felt like big mm. part of his sound. Is that a do you often use the 404? Or is that kind of a rare thing when you're making beats? I think that's my first. first. Um, well, I maybe released a single where I used the 404, but yeah, it's my first project where I really like, where I, you know, actually made like a whole beat on there. And, you know, I use it for some like effects here and there too. But it's a really fucking cool instrument that like, yeah. you know, there's a lot of people in my sphere that have mastered it, but. I'm just kind of dicking around. Yeah, like all the the DBSs and the. I mean, that's people. You know, that guy. That guy's first just amazing as a musician, (laughs) but the whole, 
his ability to flip music on on a wide variety of machines it's inspiring it's not ne- not necessarily something i aspire to but i definitely like am enjoying i enjoy like different collaborative processes and a lot of times that in- incorporates another machine but i haven't yet been like oh i need to like master the pocket operator the 404 the, you know i'm like I'm still working on my workflow with my instrument, so there'll be a day when I need something nice. else. But, you know, I'm an MPC guy in, like, 20-whatever years on that same instrument, so I'm like, fuck yeah, keep keep with that for a while. <laughs> Another 20 years of that. Just kidding. And have you ever been to Japan? I've only been through the airport, which was not as rewarding as... Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I've gotten close, but I've always wanted to go, and hopefully this is this release portends a visit. Absolutely, I would imagine you got some fans who you know want to buy some stuff up. <laughs> I think I think this was a <laughs> good this was a good way to raise my uh uh you know raise up a few more listeners out there. I definitely like don't pay a ton ton of attention to Spotify, but I was like, oh, let's look at this regional listeners thing. Oh, Japan, so not. Shocking that some people in Japan listen to this record, but very fucking exciting. It's led me to think of other places I might like to visit in the near future and what beat makers already live there that I can drop a tape with. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like Europe, Middle East, India, wherever. I'm thinking like some p- producer that lives on the beach would want to do a tape. A beach anywhere in the world? Anywhere, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not, yeah, not, like, does Antarctica and the Arctic don't count? Even, like, if you're bordered by water and you're, and you're cold, I don't, you call it a beach? It frees your ass off beach? Technically, there's some beaches in Alaska. I don't think, know? they gotta have a better, <laughs> this is like a some ice, ice hole. <laughs> you freaking ice hole? I don't, I, they, I imagine with all the different words for, Snow and ice, they have some good names for fucking snowy-ass beach. Probably. I hope they don't call it a snow beach. <laughs> Where it's uh, one. I've been, yeah, I was just thinking <laughs> that, but I've been disappointed before. Did, did you watch that, uh, that versus Raekwon Ghost? No, I made a plan to watch it with somebody, though. It's I'm excited. Yeah, guy. fuck it, dude. That I mean, I, you know, the verses have been great, but... Next week, the, the unsung winner, okay, of all these verses has been friendship. All right, and absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Erica absolutely. Badu and Jill Scott. Oh, friends, yeah. RZA and Premier, powerful acquaintances, which is a form of friendship. So I'm loving just the displays of friendship. I would say even Gucci and they were better friends than they were they were better friends than they were I I honestly think they were kind of playing up at that point in the show a little bit before they performed the last song together but there definitely was you know real beef at one point real life that's crazy to think about but yeah no I love it and and obviously Ray and Ghost you know one of the great friendships of our time so I'll be excited to see them pretending (laughs) pretending to beef and battle I've seen some stills though and I saw that I saw Ghost had some some fine vines so you know we come we come for the music we stay for the fashion we stay a little longer for the excellent Wu-Tang brand witty banter I'm just ready for next week, though. Isley Brothers, Earth, Wind, and Fire. 
That's that's too many crazy. people. Crazy. That's so many people. It's two bands. I, that's a lot of fucking people, man. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just gonna be nonstop hits. You know that's incredible. The the biggest hits. Yeah, that's I, <laughs> the. I mean, you know, I have a, I have like a medium to large size brand, but I can't comprehend. Amazing. That's just too much talent under one one roof. Too many hits. I hope it's like a three day event. This it, versus. Yeah. It's a festival of verses. Um, That's what I'm banking on. <laughs> Getting back to the album, what was the the concept with the album title? Why cats? Do, have Have you owned a cat? Does Ilsugi have cats? Ilsugi has a cat, and the name is escaping me. I have it in a long, long time. When we were dog people. We had a cat, but we like never named it, and never came inside. Okay. I mean, it was our cat. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we like clearly. I mean, that says a lot that we like. He was didn't an even cat. I mean, it was our cat, dude. No, it didn't like. It was. It showed up every day, but it was okay. just like it, we never were like. That's that's lazy. That's lazy, and I don't know if they did that to hurt its feelings or what, or just to teach me cats are not a valuable member of your family. But yeah, we had a dogs. <laughs> They always got names, and then it was like the cat. Yeah, I think no one was trying to be funny, <laughs> but the name of the record itself is just, uh, you know, this is our fucking shelter in place record, right? It's really that, and like I was kind of looking around and being like, people were making songs like the the hibernation quarantine cipher, you know. Yeah, Will we ever oh, go months. outside again? The mixtape, and I was like, "This is <laughs> stupid," but hey, I want you know, I want in on this stupid fucking nomenclature. So, those are a little bit of twist, and I, you know, I I think I have some regrets about stooping so low to include cats in a in a, you know promotional effort. But you know, people love cats, dude. So when we came up with the name, or when cats I came up with the name. It just sang to me, and I was like, "People won't be able to resist." You know why? Motherfucking cats, they love them. But yeah. uh, yeah, the, the no, first fun half of the album. Sure. What, what's the the title for the Ilsugi part? It's like oh, SF Alley Cat. I think so. Yeah, SF SF something cats. I, I like that. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I mean, I think for him, it's like kind of like a little like a v- little like vacation snapshots, you know. Like the beats are supposed to be like little, little moments from his last trip out here. Cause you know, I mean, he comes out every year. That's dedication. So you know, he yeah. really, really loves San Francisco and Oakland too. Yeah, he's worked with a lot of people out here for sure. Yeah, made some really great stuff. That's one of the first people I actually saw rocking the four hundred four too live, like Ooh. going crazy on that shit live. And then you know, seen Architect rock with the two four hundred fours a lot too. So. Ooh. There's the you know there's the usual suspects but there's some straight yo he does wow. that like DJ style so I like that with the two four fours and a mixer That's in between crazy. so definitely uh interesting met- method he's got piece of the architect but you when you perform live you'd rather what do you do beat sets on your NPC ever I have brought the NPC out for some sets but I've been doing a lot of like. DJing my own productions and for my beat set, but I'm you know I'm trying more and more to like incorporate uh, drum machines into the live set, but I haven't 
I have not yet to have it all coalesce. Just me as a <coughs> fan, it's cool to see those different instruments perform live. Like, yeah. you know, seeing how, you know, the, the beat is deconstructed and then brought together live is cool to see from the fan perspective. So I think we were, we were watching that Chris Key set, right? Chris Key's at Smartbone when he was, like, putting beats together on oh, the spot. Yeah, yeah. And then he was, like, sample the whole beat that he just made. And some of them were kind of awkwardly coming together. He was like, oh, shit. But, like, you know, it's all, <laughs> like, in that very, like, uh, very uh, endearing Chris Chris Key's awkward way. Like, but then, like, he took the whole beat and sampled it into the 404 and, like, sped the whole beat up or slowed the whole beat down. And you're like, man, that's. That guy's a wizard. Though. Yeah, and uh, to see it happen real time. So, I mean, the amount of work that he put into that, because you know a dude is making music and working all the time, but the amount of work that he put into that and then thinking about, like, whoa, well, how do I do that with, the, with my technology? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's going. That's doing what he did. Take me, like, it would be like a 14-hour set for me because you'd be like, hold on, <laughs> I got to sample this again. And that sounds kind of funny. <laughs> I'm like, hold on, I'm going to change the snares, everybody. And then, like, seven minutes later, so. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's in the stars, but. I wanted to ask you about um, cassettes, actually. So, like, you've dropped a lot of your albums on tape. Have you always released your stuff on tape? Because it seemed like, you know, there definitely was a time period where the cassettes were out of style and no, <laughs> nobody was using them at all. But the past couple of years, they've been making a comeback. Where, where do you, where's your history? That's pretty funny, actually. I, I never really thought about it, but uh, I put out my first music. You know, we put out tapes and CDs and a couple pieces of vinyl, and that's like 98. And then I put out stuff in like 2003, but we definitely didn't press that to tape. So I guess, like, my first couple of things, like, pre-2000, we were doing tapes. And then kind of, like, put it off till the first tape I made after all that was, like, the, like either Diamond Lung or, or Dregs or something. It's one of those. So yeah, I don't really remember the order, order of things. But, yeah, there was a definitely a – I think when I remember hearing about, like, the homie Luke Sick doing it again. I was like, oh, fuck, tapes? Like, are people... Like, I was skeptical at first, but I still had all my fucking tapes from back in the day, or at least a chunk of them. So, uh, I always geeked at the idea. And, you know, I, I mean, obviously, like, vinyl is going to put a lot more art on display and a more satisfyingly square package. But, a, you know, a rectangle is just a lesser square, so I'm willing to accept the fucking... That in a pinch. Yeah, no, tapes are beautiful and tactile and, like, fucking, you know, great for collectors. So yeah. I'm stoked. And a CD, I don't know, CDs feel disposable. Vinyl takes a fuck ton of time and money. So this is the happy medium for me. Something kind of, like, collectible, but also. Because there is a kind of. Not Frisbee-like. I feel like there's a kind of a warmth to the, when you listen to something on cassette that is different than CD or vinyl. It's in its own unique way. Yeah, for sure. Especially some of your stuff, like I, I'm thinking specifically uh, the lobster tails. <laughs> lobster tails is a sick one, but I was thinking that the most recent uh, "There's No More Room in Hell" that compilation you worked on, 
That sounds crazy on the cassette. Huh. Dope. I need to I spend more time with that. I listened to it the other day, but I think I listened off the computer. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just think, like, I'm constantly trying to drag myself away from the computer throughout the course of the day. So, you know, putting it on a medium that's just really, like, encourages you to sit back and enjoy it, you know? Absolutely. Fucking tape is pretty fucking wonderful for that. Be kind, rewind. I just let those fuckers play over and over, you know? And <laughs> you never have to rewind. That's true. Well, uh, we'll get into some of your other releases a little bit later, but I want to play some of this music for indoor cats now. I'm going to start off with uh, <laughs> Cat's Way right there. <laughs> oh, is that what this is? I mean, it could it could be. I'm just trying to get or some, just cool, some cool background noise here. Some jingle bells. We'll start off <laughs> with some of the Il Sugi side, and then we'll get into the Brycon side. This is music for indoor cats here on the final hour. Chia. It's <laughs> <laughs> good stuff right there.
Well, that was some uh, little music for indoor cats there. Really like this album a lot. It's uh, it's been playing a lot. Anita, I haven't heard it on the tape yet. I need to listen to that. But um, you also have worked on a number of albums and releases, including the most recent Watershed album, Don't Forget You're Welcome, your album with Amani Jade, The Cleansing. I really like that album a lot, too. Thank you. Um, but I uh, want to talk for a second about this solo project you dropped last year, Brutalism. This is probably my favorite release that you've put out so far, to be honest. Hey, man. Thank you, man. I, I might... I probably agree out of the solo stuff I put out. It's definitely the one I've worked the hardest on, so thanks yeah no it's like <clears throat> it's a real like you know um it's a, it feels like a real complete work like a nice short ep but like there's a lot packed in there and a lot of uh feelings too that i like can hear on the album like there's a like and there's like some different styles that you do that like I haven't heard you try before, but I really like the kind of somber feel to it. Um, and I was wondering if you could talk about the inspiration for it and then the if l- l- yeah, talk about that. And then I got another question after that. Cool. Yeah, I, I think I can do that. So like, um, I've made that record over like a. <clears throat> maybe like two three year period and i was I, at the beginning of that period and at the end of it i was living in san francisco but in the in between uh or living in the same place you know that i have for a long time in, in bernal heights right and in between um i was you know i definitely was like not necessarily in the wind but definitely like in a bunch of funky living situations all in the effort to get something a little more a little more stable and comfortable just you know right for what i want to do you know and like and uh i was working out of a studio in oakland in east oakland and you know just like fucking taking in and a wide range of fuckery um less on a personal level and more just on a just experiencing and witnessing what life is like for so many people in, in the Bay Area. And, you know, by extension of the rest of the world. Because, like, for better or for worse, what's happening here are often, like, portents what's going to happen, you know, the rest of the country in a year or two or three. <clears throat> if you, you know, being from the other side of the country and traveling home, every here and there, I, I see that. And I'm like, wait till you guys have gentrification. And they're all, what? Never heard of it. You know, but a couple years from now, they're like, Ma's old drugstore is a fucking gap. Well, I try to tell you know what I'm saying. So, um, looking at the fucking just like uh, the grotesque wealth and the fucking crazy poverty and um, people being drawn to our cities for something that's hard hard for us to comprehend and when they get here and they start to you know remold (laughs) 
San Francisco and Oakland and whatever like image they had in their head, you know, yeah. it's, it fucking it does damage. It does like untold damage, and it's you know, there's like so many forms of violence, but it, it but it ends up in in the end, it, you know, it's part of a system that doesn't make a lot of pure joy. It tends to make happiness and good things at other people's expense. And so, like, fuck you. How do you put that into a record? And especially one without lyrics. So I was trying to, like, do it piece by piece and choose music from from my, like, body of work at that time that made sense because of, like, a, a sonic quality. And then slowly the songs began to take shape as the song that addresses this and the song that addresses that. And it covered some ground. Uh... It covered some ground that I had been addressing with music I've made a while, but it's always other people's words. And in the end, you know, I can, you can have other people express your ideas, and that works in a lot of ways. But, you know, there's always some nuance that you want to express yourself. So I set out to do that. And I felt like, you know, for the most part, I can, I, I don't spend a lot of time listening to stuff once it's done. But when I do, every, you know, every so often, I feel like I got as a listener what I wanted to get give people with the record so you know it, it's a trip that it's like fuck man I worked so fucking hard on it it's like 15 minutes it really is it's, uh, it's over so fast yeah. but I know what I put into the like individual seconds and it's not like a lot of my music which you know man I might let a song my, a song might just repeat and it might be doing the same thing at 30 seconds that it's doing at a, a minute 57 but being a, a person that's like at least vaguely aware of what people say about my music. I wanted to put something on tape that is kind of like has changes. And, and if you've listened to it intently, then you get to, you know, you get to experience some like whatever, some shifting energies and some, and some, you know, distinctly different parts instead of things just being like really modal and loopy and kind of like, <clears throat> Yeah, I definitely like feel like that. a mantra, and it's instead of like a whatever a speech, a song. So, yeah, just trying to do that, you know, and have have things really go from point A to point B. And I, it took a lot on some of those songs. It took a lot of cajoling to get there, because I keep finding when I'm doing stuff, you know, out of my normal wheelhouse, it, de- it definitely takes a little <laughs> bit more work. But I think the re- like I'm, I get something out of the results, and you know, I played some like piano solos and. Did a lot of a bunch of weird shit and threw and tried a bunch of stuff on the album that also didn't work and sent songs to people and waited for parts for months and months and months and finally was like, I guess I'll play the fucking piano part, you know, and like <laughs> dealt with it and you know awkwardly played it with like some weird person in the next room that I didn't know and just did it like, oh crap, I've got to get this done before someone comes in here. So yeah, you know, made that record all over the place and definitely threw a lot of like st- strange strange fucking uh strange times both in the bay in the world and in my own life so i was just glad to finally get it out and uh i think someone was telling me this the other day that it seemed like a really appropriate for 2020 record (laughs) right it had some like kind of dark themes um yeah no it's very somber yeah but i didn't you know i didn't know anything (laughs) i didn't know anything anybody else didn't know about 2020 so i just had a a record that sort of fit the moment already in the in the chamber so couldn't wait any longer had to drop it and you know i think there's a lot of projects i would have loved to like perform and tour but this one felt good like 
to put out there with the weird distance between all of us in, you know, what was it, November. Was things yeah. were things feel pretty fucking different now, just like they did that November from March. But, you know, I'm stoked. And, man, I, I, you know, I, I really, in, in addition to, like, appreciating what you're saying about the record, I got a lot of really good responses that were encouraging. So, I, you know, I, I keep wanting to do more shit like that. Uh, and, and hopefully I will soon. <laughs> Beautifully said. Hey. Um, I wanted to ask you about, so brutalism, the word relates to a type of architectural style. Mm-hmm. What is, do you think there is a connection between architecture and music? And is like, is there a sound that you associate with certain types of architecture what was this this music like your vision of that yeah no i i, I definitely like I, I think there's probably a more uh a more like l- l- lyrical way to describe how how the things relate and i'm not a like really invested student in architecture but i knew a little bit about about brutalism and the fact that it's like so many the fact that it's like gray and concrete like yeah. the city is but you know looming and cold coldly symmetrical <clears throat> but also <clears throat> you know so many of it are, are government buildings you know federal buildings and courthouses and jails and, and schools yep. that don't look like a place you'd want to go get educated it's also that like there was, you know, an American sort of a, and worldwide obsession with this architecture, but when it stopped being popular, people turned against it and were very, very opposed because this shit was practical and ugly, you know, very fucking ugly. What uh, what time period was it? I guess it's 40s, 50s, 60s, but there's okay. probably stuff that happens after the period, but, you know, in the 80s and 90s, people started, you know, a lot of these buildings stopped having function. Yeah, and and people rallying against them, and you know we have stuff in the Bay Area, and you can look at it and be like, yeah, this is not for people. This is like some cold shit. Like it's like it's like one of those things. Like did they invent this for the concrete companies? Like what was what was behind this? But you know, yeah, right. People really did believe it to be beautiful hmm. at a certain period of time, and it's just it's just kind of a sign of how like tastes change and can do it in a dramatic way. But but for me, I was like, you know, I'm making this kind of like iceberg speed music yeah that's very it's like kind of kind of gloomy and you know machine like not just because it's like made on a machine but definitely has like the sort of clanky mechanical stiffness to it at times so i started to think like there's something like cityfied about this and i don't know i think i'm i'm losing the line here but you know it all it all tied together, and I felt like I was like, I can have like a little musical language that that makes sense for the feelings you get when you're in like the company of these fucking big, big buildings. And you know, yeah. the feeling. I mean, okay, like I hadn't really thought about it, so it's a good question. I wish I had something prepared, but you know, like you get a good feeling out of a like a friendly little neighborhood. You know, the houses look nice over here, or like. The absence of buildings, you can feel really great in nature. How do you feel when you like walk down a block and it's just big concrete shit blocking out the sun? Yeah. Channeling all the fucking cold wind. 
it's not it's not very comfortable to fucking walk around, let alone, let alone have to sleep on that motherfucker. Like concrete isn't inviting. So I don't know, you know, like I love the city, but at the same time, you know, you, you live in it and you cope with the good and the bad and like Absolutely. I wanted there to be some inspiring moments, some like victorious moments on the record too. I, I definitely feel that they're the, there, but they don't, yeah. you know, they don't take up as much time. But I try to, you know, they don't want it to be too fucking dark. So, like, there's the one song where, like, basically the whole thing is about getting evicted. But at the end of the song, <laughs> at the end of the song, move into a new place. <laughs> so, what's the kind of sound for like an SF Victorian house? <laughs> I want there to be some. I want there to be some hilarious little sped up sped up strings but you know really <laughs> really it's whatever the sound of having your sink and your toilet in separate rooms is because mm. that is the sound of motherfucking <laughs> civilization god damn it that's a beautiful thing you you don't think you think the toilet <laughs> should be in its own place absolutely bro. <laughs> it's crazy bro I, I i can relate to that yeah is your house like that i know mine ain't I do have a room that is just a toilet, but the other normal bathroom also has a toilet. But there are a lot of houses in the city where it is separated, and it's kind of interesting how they were designed that way. The, Vic- um, the Victorians and their subsequent housing are pretty interesting people, but I would I would shake their gloved hands on that one. That's a, <laughs> that's a fucking victory. Yeah. Well, let's uh, get into some of this record right here and uh, play, play a few other joints to end us here. But thank you so much for coming through oh, yeah. and oh, chopping I, up with me. I sent you some exclusives, too. Oh, okay, bro. yeah. So we might oh, have to play those. Yeah, yeah, for okay. We'll, we'll play a couple tracks off the Brutalism, all you and freaks. I'll let you intro those uh, unreleased joints. But uh, keep it locked here on the final hour, always. Hey. This is Brutalism on the final hour. Brutalism.
it's full of people who the fact that, that we're in a cage. Emerge. Don't make us an animal. We have feelings. I know my time is coming. And we can relate to you if you relate to us. As a matter of fact, we want to relate to you. Do you want to relate to us? Any more questions? That was it.
Jesus, that's funny. Holy shit. Oh. Woo, that was uh, a little brutalism for you. Uh, just a little brutalism. You can find that record um, on Bandcamp. And you can also purchase, the, is that on tape as well? Yep. Tape, tapes, vinyl, CDs. CD. You can and find that it's everywhere. On, it's on all the nerdy places you can listen to music to. Along with the Walmart clean CD aisle. <laughs> no, no cussing. Like, who is really buying records from Walmart? Hmm. I imagine at this point in somewhere in America, there's a town where there's no, literally no nowhere record else stores, to buy music. Yeah. There has yeah. And, like, they won't, there's no playlists. Spotify, you can only listen to, like... They just need their, uh, you know, Keith Urban Greatest Hits CD or some shit like that. I don't that. understand how you could pick just less than 20 Greatest Hits. <laughs> Um, so to end us tonight, you brought a couple unreleased joints, but um, play this one. Uh, talk to us about this uh, record you got right here. Yeah, man. So, Equipto and I are doing a project this hey. spring. This will be our third project we put out together, but first time we're just doing an Equipto and Brycon record and you know we've got some cool guests we got the Watershed on there and we got uh, fucking Festo from Mighty Souls of Mischief oh hell yeah yeah it's really excited about that cause you know I've been a fan of Souls of Mischief my whole freaking life <laughs> um and I'm trying to think what else is on there but um we just came up with a name I'm gonna say that I can remember it. It's called Can't Keep Perched All the Time. Can't Keep Perched All the Time. Yeah, man. Okay, okay. I like that. Uh, came up with that a couple of days ago. We got some album art from my favorite DJ, DJ Aware out of Oakland. So it's coming together. I think, you know, just a few more songs. And uh, we're going to start getting that, getting it out the door. So, yeah, got a big, you know, 2021. 20, and yeah, I was going to ask you what's on the horizon for you. Well, um, a new Diamond Lung project. Uh, myself and Professor Gable doing a double EP <laughs> called Corner Booth. I still don't understand that, but I'll, I'm here for it. Okay, it's a double EP, so it's got, <laughs> it basically has the amount of music that normally you would find on two EPs. It's like about the an same, album. it's sort of the same amount of tracks as an album, and it's going to be more, it's going to... Okay. It'll be like listening to an album. You'll know, though, that it's not. Because we will constantly tell you it's a double EP, even though it might not actually say that anywhere except for just when we tell you because we think it's funny. I'm, I'm here for that. Yeah, well, <laughs> you and everybody else. Um, So, and then, uh, yeah, like this project, Equipto and I, um, I got some joints on the upcoming MC Pause record, and there's new Watershed music in the works. Uh, in addition to that, I got some, you know, more solo material, um, more music from myself and Amani Jade, and uh, I've got m more more pro side projects and production gigs, and another. There's no more room in hell this fall. Hey. Uh, so just a ton of shit, you know. Um, it's it really just it's it's a little bit of a guess right now, what's coming next, but I'm just pushing stuff to the finish line and you know got about three projects that are like 60 to 80 percent done so just trying to wrap those and 
And then, you know, there'll be a little more room on my pretend desk to make some new stuff. Well, we'll be sure to look out for all the upcoming music. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, I'm excited, You've been on a real tear the past couple years. Just, you know, seems like you've been putting nonstop work out there. Been been a fan. And I appreciate it, man. Thank you, bro. You know, it's a... It is actually extremely important to know some people are listening every now and then. So, gotta have, Hell yeah. gotta have, you know, both internal and external fire to get it done. So, every bit of inspiration is extrapolated. It's like, it's like this Chicago stockyard, you know. They use every bit of the pig, including, <laughs> uh. in, except for the squeal. And, at, at Star Bakery Records, we even use the squeal. Well, there you have it, ladies Is this gentlemen. live? Can you edit that last yeah. minute outside? No. All right, good shit. We, we accept all ramblers <laughs> out there and wanderers. The uh, rambler is parked outside. This has been the final hour. My name is Archivist. Thanks so much to Brycon for coming through today. Bro, thank we'll you. We'll be back next week with... Get a round of applause. More for the music. Let's get a round of jingle bells for the archivist. Ho ho ho. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean. Uh, yeah, stay tuned. Got a couple joints to end us out with, um, and I'll be back next week. Oh yeah, which one are we playing, Nate? I'm gonna play Spliff. Okay, let's check it out. This is a unreleased Equipto and Brycon called Spliff. Hey, all right. Good night, everybody. See y'all next week.
grown and cloned the sativa plants. Bet you won't find a seed in that pack, can't trace it. The black lime is fine organic. Folks that never smoke trying to brand it. Cannabis is big business, so I wiggle with my split lid. Mad at this industry too, there ain't no difference. Can't enjoy it, the culture get exploited. And they act like it's a favor when they offer you employment. <laughs> split the crutch and crumble up the raw paper. Put some tobacco with that weed, man, stop hating. It's all about the taste of the blend. Sativa and Danish exports, what I recommend. If you're smoking with a friend, then don't rush them. Too many splits in one day can feel like a concussion. But keep rolling till you master it. Yeah. Fire up and pass the split. Pass that. Let me ask you a question, y'all. Yo. yo, would you care for me? Uh, yeah. The act of making love. Took you so many ass Fuck yeah. you, bitch. When I met you, I admit my first thoughts was a trick. You look so good, huh? I suck on your daddy's dick. Yeah. I never felt that way in my life. It didn't take long before I made you my wife. Got no yeah. rings and shit, just my main squeeze. Coming to the crib, even had a set of keys. During the days, you helped me bag up my nickels. In the process, I admit I tricked a little. Yeah. But you was my bitch, the one that never snitched. Love me when I'm broke or when I'm filthy fucking rich. And I admit, when the time is right, the wine is right, I treat you right. You talk slick, I beat you right. Just me and my bitch. 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 Just me and my bitch.
start rapping um i was like about 18 years old yeah about 18. so how did you first get started who influenced you ain't nobody really influenced me you know what i'm saying i just was just tired of being on the streets you know what i'm saying had to get up off that you know Uh, i see you so where you from smooth nigga you know what i'm saying yeah Two motherfuckers smooth, bitch. Yeah. Bald head, head like a baby, a, a baby ass, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Kane. Yeah. 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 Yeah.